Hey guys and welcome back to Train Talks audio blog. I'm Peter and I'll be talking you through this blog today. This article is written by Jade, one of our coaches. Her son is now around six weeks old and we sadly still haven't met him due to the lockdown that was imminent after she gave birth. The article's called Giving Birth During a Pandemic. This one's for all the mamas or soon-to-be mums. Send it to your new mums, send it to your prego egos, and we hope you enjoy. Here we go. Giving birth during a pandemic. The World Health Organization declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic two days before I gave birth to my son. I was lucky enough that normal hospital protocols were still in place at that point. My partner could still be there with me during the birth and another support person or birth photographer if I had wanted. I had access to the water birth suite that I had requested and I had all pain relief options and ample staffing available to me. My birth was wonderful, as wonderful as giving birth can be because, ouch, I felt safe and supported. I was part of the midwifery group practice and was discharged from hospital the next day, which is standard procedure for an uncomplicated delivery. The trade-off for not staying in hospital is that your assigned midwife schedules regular visits at your home for the first two weeks after birth. It's an amazing program, the gold standard model of care, in my opinion. It was during my first week following birth when my midwife called and told me that they would be cutting back the face-to-face support promised during the first two weeks, although she did make a few house visits and she did an amazing job supporting me. She also told me that my partner was no longer able to accompany me to our baby's follow-up appointments, including an ultrasound with a paediatric cardiologist to examine and diagnose a tiny hole in his heart. Instead, I had to go home and try and explain the complicated but relatively innocent issue to my partner using the barely legible diagram the doctor had scribbled for me. I have no mother's group I can attend, at least not one in person. A WhatsApp group chat was offered instead. And while I luckily squeezed in a single visit with most of our immediate family during the first few days before social distancing and lockdown restrictions began, my partner's mother still hasn't met her grandson. My family hasn't been able to be a part of our son's first few weeks of life and may not see him again for several months. Our friends haven't been able to visit at all. In a way, we've been left without the village that they tell you to lean on during these difficult first few months. Couple that with a precious new life to protect amidst a silent and invisible threat that we still know little about. And it's certainly not the fourth trimester I'd expected. That said, my little family is doing okay. We are FaceTiming the ones we love so they can see our little boy's face and I send almost too many photos and videos. But let's be honest, there can never be too many cute baby photos. We've had family and friends drop supplies to us, all the things that have been exceedingly difficult to track down amidst the chaotic panic buying that happened across supermarkets. I have friends to lean on for support and advice for all things newborn related because there are literally hundreds of questions I ask myself daily. Really? I'm a lucky one. I got in early. The women I worry for are now women like my sister who is preparing to give birth in June. While the current available data indicates that pregnant women do not seem to be at a higher risk to catch COVID-19, pregnancy and birth has been affected in so many other ways. Support persons are no longer able to attend antenatal appointments. Hospitals have banned more than one designated visitor during the mother and baby's entire stay. Some hospitals are beginning to restrict the use of gas for pain relief, 
which could potentially lead to higher instances of medical intervention. If required to stay in NICU, parents can only visit their baby one at a time. And some hospitals in the US have even banned support persons attending the birth, leaving women to birth without their partners present. And while this isn't a reality for Australian women, the thought of it has been really scary for some. My final thought, birth in the months following birth are tough for sure, but they are also filled with love and joy and they should be experienced with your loved ones around you. Although understandably necessary, it's sad to see how this crisis that we're currently facing is progressively stripping pregnant women of their birthing experience. If you know a woman who is about to give birth or who is currently in the first months of her motherhood, check in on her during this time of elevated stress and anxiety. Offer to get supplies for her, do food shopping, make yourself available to FaceTime or not if that's not what she needs. Most importantly, build her socially distanced virtual village. Just be there in whatever capacity you can to let her know that she's not alone. We love the idea of a virtual village, guys. So if you do have any pregos or new mums in your socials, give them a call, drop them some food, do any of the things that you would usually be doing if you could actually go and see the new bub. We'll be back in the next week with another blog. Stay safe. Bye.